Welcome back, everybody. Blue Collar Whitetail Podcast, officially powered by Rackaholic Outdoors, the true whitetail scents and cover scents made from an Indiana deer farm, from the deer to the bottle. If you're not using this whitetail bedding, you're really slacking this year. Tonight, we got Matt back with us again. What's up? And we're going to talk a little bit about our bucket list and uh, some mock scrapes. Um, Matt's been out there running cams, making mock scrapes, uh, coming up with some intel. Um, I've been putting food plots out and some mineral. Have not made a mock scrape yet, but I do have some intel. But uh, So, Matt, go ahead and kind of catch them up on what you've been doing here. These uh, Well, it's been two weeks since you've been on. so It's been a long two weeks. Long. I've been busy. It happens. Work. <laughs> yeah, working a lot. Uh, trying to find time in between to run cameras and get inventory what I got, two spots. And the 29th of July, I put in a do-it-yourself mock scrape. There's no tree, just grass, just off the edge of the woods. Post hole diggers, dug a hole. Okay. Four by four post in the ground, eight foot. Then use the hog dad licking stick branch. Okay. Spring hanger. Mounted that to the 4x4 post. Went and cut down a branch. Stuck it in there. And then I took the hemp rope. Made it really thick this year. And hung it off that so it hangs directly over the monster. No way. And so yeah, it was put in the 29th. And I checked in the day finally. And it was hit on the 1st. That's crazy. That's Monday. Three days, that's it. Yeah. Put in Friday, it was hit Monday. I heard uh, that haul dad or whatever. I heard one guy I used to work with, he he used like the haul dad oil or something. You can like. They got their own scent that comes in a bottle. Yeah. So what's the spring about? It It just lets the the branch. Yeah. It lets the branch go up and down and move around like it's a Okay. It's not stable, so to them, it's like a real branch. They can sit there and rip on. So you can basically put a mock scrape anywhere you need to. Yes. With that option. Yes, you can. That'd be dope. It is. <laughs> it is. I like it. I used it last year uh, behind my dad's house and got some activity. And I decided to move it this year and put it out at the other spot. Hell yeah. On the edge of the woods, just outside the woods, but there's a field, open field, and I've had two good bucks already on it in just a couple days. That's epic. Can't ask for anything more at that point. I placed the camera right behind it, (laughs) that post, so bird's eye view of what was there and what was going to hit it, and two really good eight pointers, one of them's high tower that I've been following this for the third year. That's crazy. Uh, a good friend, Andrew Slaymaker, has both sheds from the last two years of his deer and his growth progression, which is pretty cool. We found them on his property, which the field butts up to. Uh, this year, he's really blown up. He's still thick, but his time length has doubled since last year. How old do you think he is? This year, I'm going to say four and a half. When we first got pictures of him, 
two and a half, three and a half. It's either four and a half or five and a half this year. Ready to go. Here, so he was decent. He's in his prime. Yeah. <laughs> right next now. Next year, yeah, next year he'll be a giant for the kill. That's crazy. But like I said before on this podcast, I had my chance last year. And he took off for a pull trigger on the hot dog. Well, maybe it was meant to be for this year. But he's beautiful. Maybe I hope. <laughs> he's already hit the scrape I made. Little thicker. Speaking yeah. of thicker, what about Snickers? You, you got another one. Oh, man. Yeah, he's... I know this deer from last year, but I didn't name him. He's pretty decent. I would guess him at three and a half. He's probably four and a half this year. Cause he blew up as well. Um, if you look at pictures that I've posted, each week his time get longer. they got to be close to a foot. Dang. On the G2s, it just goes up. He's got long brow tines, splits at the end of both of them. He's a mainframe nine, but he's just got a little bit of trash and a lot of length. Main beams wrap around to where they almost touch. They're thick. That's insane. Yeah, he's got, he's good. So Hightower and Snickers so far, who else? Who else you got? Tank showed up this past week. That's right. The big seven from a couple of years ago and last year. Saw him last year in the field as well with Hightower. He made it through. He is now an eight point this year instead of a seven. But where he broke off to be an eight point last year, it's just a little nub this year. Okay. It was probably two inches long. Still got the same frame. Huge deer. Looks like a horse. Where do you think all these guys go, like, once season starts? Where do you think they just... I mean, what do you think? I don't know. I listen to a lot of hunters, pro hunters. I listen to a lot of podcasts. And they say where they're at in the summer, once September gets here, it's a whole different animal. They get rid of their velvet. They rub it off. It's time for us to run the corner. That's to get ready for them. And they go off somewhere else. But then they will come back through checking for does and stuff during the rut. Because their summer spots are usually not their rut spots. But most of the time they do come back through and check, scent check, and then look for does. I think that's what happened to my, the one I killed last year, he was MIA until the day I shot him. Yeah. I mean. Those will bring him back. Yeah. So so that's that's three. They say if they do move from where they're at in the summer, it's about 600 yards. The next section over or whatever, but they'll be back in that section. Then you got to think they're probably territorial wars, you know? Yes. I mean. Yeah, because. I got big bucks trying to get them out. There's four <laughs> good bucks at Playful that show up all the time on camera. And now there's four good bucks at Dads that show up all the time on camera. Studs. Seven. Four of them are good. The other three are up and coming. But yeah. Damn. Got a new one. They couldn't think of a name for us. I saw him last year as well. He's a pretty perfect eight. Except his G3 kind of goes up and then just takes it. Let's go straight now. <laughs> yeah, so I nicknamed him Shank. That's dope. Because it looks, it looks like, yeah. That's dope. <laughs> A little yeah. Saw Shank redemption there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's pretty cool. But there's what's hitting that scrape. That's nice. That's one of them. That's the white eight. Oh yeah. 
I'd shoot him. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> yeah, he's low, but he's well past his ears. There's a front view of him. Oh yeah, and you can see the branch. I can't believe he's right out there, there daylighting, dude, like that. It was like one o'clock in the afternoon. There was a close up. Yeah, I'd shoot him. And then that was high tower passing through. This time getting really They're good. just. Yeah. They're just wilding out there. Now. There he is facing you. Yeah, he's, he's got just going up. This That's boy is tall. Per, pretty symmetrical eight point right there. Yeah. I mean that, now, pictures from last year to this year, his time length is double. Dude, that's a solid deer. And he still has the mass. Yeah, I got there they are running together all the time. Both eights. You gotta kill one of them. I'm telling you. Heck yeah, I do. High tower standing up for some reason. That was a cool picture. Yeah, it is. But they've been running together all summer. And there's high tower up close. He's just got a lot of mass. Yep, heavy. Yep, heavy. Long time. You can see the mass real good on the front view. Yeah, yeah. You that's a hand that's a solo cup. That's one thing about <laughs> yeah, that's one thing about this deer we have noticed throughout the whole time. And here this is off dad's place, that's shame. Yeah, I see it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. He's a really clean ape. Just got that wild point. And we got your favorite. Then he'd be dead. Snickers just, yeah. See, there's that chain point. Both Who's the one with all that trash on there? That's Snicker. Really? Yeah. That G2 is a big blade. He's got yeah, I see off the front. Jesus Christ, Matt. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, that's that's him. Yeah, that, those are solid deer. And this deer, I mean... He's got times to just go. G2's got Dude, that's so massive. long. 170. Yeah, I can't believe it. <laughs> you didn't notice that. He just... That's huge. It's like a basketball hoop. Yeah. I'm trying to find... I mean, there's where the beans almost touch. And you can see long brow oh, yeah. split. The other one's the same way, but it broke one and splits off. Oh yeah. It would have been a double split. A solid deer. You you got quite the hit list going on right now. As as far on my end, uh, we have two, I guess, decent ones that have come across, but I have not had like a jaw dropping. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh yeah, like that that's solid. So I, but I'm not, I'm not wrapping my whole head up in. My trail cameras, just because off of like genetics and what I've seen out, you know, it just, I know they're there. Oh, they're there. It, it's there's, just, there's, there's there. one, I don't have enough cameras. That's my one problem. And I also heard something the other day where like, if you have a good spot on your trail camera and you're not finding big deer, I think it was Cody from Whitetail Legacy said this, but. He was like, don't move your camera. Just 
let it ride. Because then you're going to be bouncing around. And I was like, well, that's pretty good. I, you know, that's pretty good thing about it. Because then if I go back there, then I'm putting more scent somewhere else. I'm pushing, you know what I mean? I've had my cameras in the same spot for three straight years. Yeah. And this is this is the same spot. I Like I said, I have clover growing right now, which they're going to be hitting again. And, you know, something's going to come up. Um, I, I still have not made a mock scrape this season, which I need to do. The problem is every time I try to go make one, it's raining, and I'm like, that's just going to wash them beads out, and I don't even know if they're going to, you know what I mean? And then I'm just going to have to go back out there. So yep. some night some night this weekend, I'm going to go out there and uh, put my complete scrape. I'm, I'm going to gonna try to get her to go to Hobby Lobby, get that hemp rope like you did. And dunk it in my uh, my spray bottle. You know what I mean. They love it. They sit there and they'll beat it around with their head and their antlers. Spray my white tail bedding up there in the leaves, and then throw those beads on the ground and put the camera over it. You know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, problem is, I got to think of where I want to put it to. You know what I mean. So that they come across it. Uh, we have. Don't let the weather deter you too much. I went tonight and refreshing that straight pull car. No too big much longer. It was a chance rain this weekend, but if it doesn't, does, doesn't, doesn't, they're still leaving their scent there. That's true. That's true. And they know where it is and they'll be back. <clears throat> Last time I went back there was a month ago. And that's when I pulled my card the last time. But, uh, yeah, the two deer right now is the Mr. Clean, which is the eight point. He's pretty solid. We're pretty sure that he was the same one that was running with my buck last year. Uh, that eight point I killed. They look pretty similar, except the brow tine on the one I killed had like a wave in it. Like it kind of. Yeah. Um, and then the other buck, he's a seven pointer. And both of his ears are cut straight down the middle. I don't know if he's a cool. a high uh, high fence deer that got out, but like it's like a cow tag, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they just rip straight out. And my wife actually pointed it out. She's like, his ears are ripped. And I'm like, there ain't no way. And sure enough, I started playing the video or the pictures, and you could see the ears are flopping, the, like they're actually separated. So we're trying to think of a name for him because he had weird ears, and all we could think of was the Keebler elves. So we're calling him Ernie, the head Keebler elf. So I like that. Yeah, Big Ern or Ernie. Big Ern. <laughs> it's a seven pointer. Uh, it's really cool. He's he's got genetics of a deer I saw last year where he more goes out than he does around. Like he just it just goes up and out. So and that's the one that he was killed over there last year. So uh, I had a deer like that. Fell for three years, went up and out. Moose. Still haven't yet seen. So crazy, dude. It's been one year ago. So crazy. Uh, yeah. And then another thing that I thought was kind of cool and kind of like I don't know, put me at ease that like these bucks aren't just like walking through and my cameras catching them. Like both those deer, especially Mr. Clean. Mr. Clean was um, last week stood in the same spot in front of my camera for four hours. Like, just stood there. <laughs> so, like, clearly he feels comfortable Oh yeah. to stand there for four hours in the middle of the night. Like, that's wild. 
And then Mr. Clean, he's a he's a re or not Mr. Clean, uh Ernie, he's been repeat offender. Just keeps coming back, coming back, and he's soaking up pictures too. So I think right there, like like you said, when the velvet comes off they're a different beast, but they're clearly somewhere close. And we watched Mr. Clean walk off and he was going towards the new set that we hung. So He's clearly living yeah. somewhere in the creek bottom, or on the ridge. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like I told you the other night, I was like, I'd be really shocked if we didn't kill our first sit. I don't know if it'll be a buck or not, but yeah, for first sit, dream. I'd love to too. I've never done it. Yeah, I mean, there's something about chasing them in in you know November, but oh yeah, but yeah, I'd be thrilled if I killed one on October first, but. Uh, Colton and I just think we would be really surprised if we didn't kill that first sit. Just it's too it's it's not fair. Especially wearing the rackaholic. It's gonna be really not fair. Like they have no idea what's coming. We hung the set back in March or February, late February, early March. And dude, it's just it's dumb. All I gotta do is put a ground blind in that's probably everything else has been set since last March. It's going to be a wild time. I haven't moved anything. Both locations stand in good spots. Deer pass all the time. No reason to move them. Nope. But I am going to put a ground blind in the pine trees. Behind that. That'd be dope. You going to cut limbs off and tuck it in? Oh, yeah. Yeah? <laughs> oh, that's going to be sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's going to be sick. I'm hoping it's a killer bow spot. Uh, yeah. I'd like to see it when you brush it in. I want to see it. That'd be dope. I'll do that. Just camouflage this crap out of it. Oh, yeah. Uh, on a side note, my buddy Ryan, he got drawn for Pigeon River Dove Hunt. So I'm going up there with him to Mongo to Dove Hunt on September 2nd. Oh. So had to had a call up there to the CO because I had some questions if I could bring my dog or whatever and uh, I guess we're hunting a sunflower field and I guess there's like flag marked locations where the hunters have to be and I don't know if the sunflowers are alive we're fucked <laughs> I'll just say that if they're dead we might be alright they need to go in there with like a brush hog and just knock it down because when they're alive, those doves, I mean, that ain't as good as when they're dead, so. Um, they hang tight in there? Well, it's just like they don't, if there's seed on the ground, they're coming. Like like kamikaze Japanese fighter jets, like they, <laughs> they're coming. But if, if the stuff's still alive, they don't really pass. I mean, they'll fly around sunflower fields, but it's, it's not as good. Um, Kind of like when the corn's up for deer. Corn's up, we're kind of screwed. But when it's that down, well, if you're in an L, inside L, inside in the woods, L. And you got corn around inside L, that is the best spot to be. Come out of corn foot, right? In that That's kind of why I want another stand right now. Mm -hmm. I'm, sit corn's up I'm sitting on beans right now. But, yeah, back to the food plots. My my stuff somehow is taken off. It's, I've seen those pictures. It looked awesome. I yeah, mean, for been very long. 
for a micro plot, if, if I mean they're not huge, the biggest one I have is the one out in front of the main stand. It's probably 20 yards long and it's a rectangle, probably five yards wide. And furthest shot from my stand would be like 25 yards. So if I can just hang something up for, you know, just enough to put its head down and take a bite of some clover, some turnips, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm sure of that. And then I also, uh, since they've been making a highway, they like tilled up the ground basically. Yeah. So I took the rest of the clover and I walked it. And uh, so that whole back trail, I mean, you saw it, it was like lush green. And then uh, by my mineral side, I put clover down. And then uh, back there where we hung the new set, I raked it out again. And I, I threw uh, just straight clover down. I didn't go back there because I was getting destroyed by mosquitoes oh, by, by this time. Today. They were bad. Dude, I, you couldn't even think. It, it was bad. They're, yeah. Well, we were just standing outside, and I was getting drilled. Yeah. Uh, early season's going to suck. <laughs> That's why I'm going to have that thermosel rocking. Well, I'm hoping, since we had a really hot summer around here, maybe fall will be a little kinder. It'll come, like, sooner. You think we'll have an Indian summer or no? We always do. <laughs> when October law gets here and it's 80 degrees, we always do. Yeah. Regardless. It's coming. But then you know after that it's on because Oh yeah. That's my favorite. You ain't got no mosquitoes, no ticks, no hornets, no wasps, nothing mess with you. No. Except those deer. But uh Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna have to find a spot where I'm gonna put that uh that mock scrape. I had a perfect location. Well, when that last storm rolled through, it snapped the tree I wanted to put it on. It was just like a little... There's been a lot of trees for that. You know what I mean? Yes. So, I kind of like the idea you have with that hodad stick, but... Just to be honest, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. To throw her in. Right. Unless, maybe, I, I don't know. Uh... Also, what would you recommend? How close would you put one of those mock scrapes with the Rockaholic? How close? How close to the tree stand? To your stand to get a shot. Where would you put it? At least 30 yards away. 30 yards? Yeah. You don't work right on top of it. So I'm going to have to do some soul searching when right. I get out there. You also there. have to make it to where when they're hitting it, it's pulling them in and they're taking off past you as they're leaving straight. That way you can get a shot. No, you don't want it shot on the screen. No. It usually does not happen. <laughs> That'd be sick if it did. Sit there and watch them do it and they walk off and just try to envision where they're going to go and try to get them to go in that direction. That's how you set up the walk straight. Just put it where you want it but envision them coming and going and how you want it. Then they'll work it so you can get a shot at the end. I need to do something that's close. It's like I said, that community scrape. So that's 50 yards. You know. Where they're going after they come off that community street. South. Uh, which is a continual, like, 40 yard shot. And then it goes 45, 50, 60, you know, they keep. Yeah. <clears throat> Looking back when I hung this main set, if I had to put it, like, a little bit closer, it'd been 
I mean, it's money now, but like, it's also in too good of a spot because very rarely do they come straight behind you. Everything's in front of you. So I feel like if I would move it in front, I don't know if I'd get winded behind or like snuck up on behind. Very rarely do they come behind. Very rare. It's it's usually all in front. I wouldn't move. Oh, I'm not gonna. It's it's 400 pounds or 500 pounds. I ain't doing. <laughs> it's yeah. a big stand. Yeah, group meeting. Good help. Yeah, three people helped me hung it or hang it. This big some bitch. Yeah. You're not going anywhere. I'll tell you that. No, unless the tree comes down. No, no, that's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can't control the tree, but you hope. So yeah, I'm gonna have to find a spot for that mock scrape. Throw out my rackaholic. Uh. It'd really be cool if I could not have to move my camera and make a scrape. Because they like to cut off, like where I have my mineral site, they like to cut through straight there. Like just going from going from one woods, our woods to the next. They like to just straight line. And that's a 35 yard shot. So yes, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna flip the camera around the back side of the tree and I know exactly I know exactly where I'm putting it yep all I gotta do is spin that around that's it it's done right now sounds like a plan sounds like a plan or I put my mock straight I know where they're coming in and cut the corner on the pothole which is the L come right through the corner Hit that scrape, come in and walk right through, walk right past me, go right back out the other side. That's crazy. Yeah. It's it's kind of a hard place to figure out. It took probably a good three years to figure it out. Because there's this huge open field. Yeah. You got a pothole, train tracks, a half a fence row, and a little woods we call the graveyard. And acres and acres of just field. These sit on the train tracks. The while they're coming across train tracks, going back and forth from the big woods over to where we're at. So, yeah, you're just trying to catch them on a pass through. But I can see where that's year, frustrating. <laughs> it is. Every year I've watched big deer come right out of that pothole. They come right in the center of it. Come right out in the L. And go straight across the field to the fence road. Straight across again. Jesus. To the gravesite, scent checking as they go. And they gotta go through nothing, they're just on the edge checking everything. You know, the gun, you oh, yeah. to worry about the bow. Oh, you're fucked. It's challenging. Yeah. yeah. Almost pulled it off last year at the graveyard. I was sitting in my brother's stand. He says, Let me know what you see. I ended up seeing the two biggest bucks on the property. God. In front of me at 30 yards. God. 10 does. Just doing circles. Couldn't get him to stop fast enough. It was tanking high power. Couldn't get him to stop long enough to get a shot off. And that's after the combine shut down. Ten minutes later, here they all come out of the big oh, yeah. right in the field. Yeah, those. <clears throat> every time that combine's running, you gotta go. You gotta sit. You gotta stay. I had it planned. I know. I was up there that night and I seen the combine running. And I'm like, it's still corn still standing on the brother's stand. I asked him, he said, yeah, go for it, let me know what you see. I like to sit there for an hour, he's done. Here they come. Another 
hour and a half left of daylight, and it wasn't, I swear, 15 minutes, and here they all come. Yeah. Dude. Well, the last the last couple of years, we've got boned on the combine. Uh, they haven't pushed anything out that we saw, but the problem is, like, it was one of them deals where they started, like, I don't know, 4 or 5 o'clock. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. then they're still out there running. That's when he started, was 5 o'clock. It, but he, he wasn't done at all, so he just kept running. Uh, and, and nothing got shoved to us, and we were out shooting light by that time. So it was October seventeenth last year, so it don't get dark till eight o'clock. Jesus, and I was in the stand by five. We finished it out by six six thirty. That last hour was just magic. Is there any way to cut the distance on on that? No. Have you ever looked at those? Uh, I had high tower. Have you ever looked at those ghost blinds? Thirty yards. Yeah, I had high. one. I had one, and I sold it. Really? They were awesome. I just, I well, I didn't sell it. I traded it for trail cams because I never really used it. The only time it sucked those ghost blinds is when it's like really windy. But I, no joke, Matt, you could go out there on a parking lot, put the thing down, and they wouldn't see you because it reflects everything off the I low. I liked them on Facebook just because they put it in cornfield. It's like oh yeah. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. If there was a way you could like cut that distance and sit, but then your back's, ex- you know what I mean. Like so, yeah, it's like you have to have like you a killer. You need to have a tree behind you, yeah. or or something. And I'm I'm just I've done it. I've hunted with them. It's a cool concept. I understand the concept. Yeah. But just it doesn't. It just didn't work for me. And and I I'm one of those guys that like personally. I hate being on the ground. I would rather be up in a tree. Um, so now, but there's there's oh yeah, but there's there's also pros and cons of being on the ground. I feel like it's a whole lot more up close and personal than it would be in a stand. But there's also drawbacks, like you said, your visibility sucks. Uh, yeah, because you only got you're at eye level. The only shot you have is your front window. Yeah. Two side windows, and just so you can see what's coming. Oh yeah. You have nothing, no view behind you. You're limited, but ground blinds are awesome. But you got to set them up right to know which way they're coming from. Well, and that I think that was my one of my problems when I first started hunting was uh, using ground blinds. Was like I really had no idea what I was doing. I mean, I just was like, yeah, let's try to tuck it in here. I never thought about leaving it out there, brushing it in, you know what I mean, and giving myself an actual good chance. And then how many times I got caught, like I remember specifically, I can still remember it, this doe, I was sitting on like uh, the bottom side of a ridge, like where I kind of had the ridge behind me. Yeah. And I was up next to the highway, and this doe comes running straight down, and I'm sitting not far off of a deer trail. Like you can see the clear in the leaves and uh she comes running straight down and she's like five ten feet away from me just looking into my blind and i'm like holy shit and i have my (laughs) i have my bow i can't pull back i can't i mean she's looking into my blind ever have one stick their nose in the blind no dude i'd be dude baby swear oh that one time freaked me out i mean i'm waiting i didn't move (laughs) pet him on the nose Smelled, backpack out, and walked off. 
You should have had like Rushing some. the blind, her nose in the blind, and just walked off. Makes sense though. I mean, she's probably just checking it out, you know. Yes, but she pinned me down. I couldn't get a shot on Mama. Oh God! Out right in front of me, broadside. I couldn't move. I was stuck. All I could do was walk. You need to have like some hostess snowballs, <laughs> just on deck, ready, and just be like, "Shut up and go away." Yeah, <laughs> I've had a couple really close encounters on the ground. I haven't used them too much, but I keep watching. I keep watching the hunters and the pros and what they do. And eventually, I'll get. I mean, you're basically screwed, though. If they, if they poke their head in there, I mean, you're... Yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can do. I mean, when I was on the ground out here turkey hunting, sitting on the ground, I had my shotgun, like, resting on my leg. You know, I was kind of like, my knees were up or whatever. Yeah. And I was leaning against a tree. And this deer comes and steps out. And it's like walking straight to me. And I'm trying not to move. And she's like, you know, trying to peg me. Oh yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm not. I'm not really wearing any. I don't think I was wearing any scent control because I was tur- turkey hunting or whatever. And mm-hmm. uh, she just starts coming in. Like I can feel my gun just start to like slowly fall. You know, like like I'm in an awkward position to hold it. And, you know, my adrenaline's just going through the roof because. Oh yeah. You know this right thing. There. I mean, I thought I was gonna pet it. I mean, it was just walking straight to me, and uh, I'm trying to record it because I was like, no one's gonna believe me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then, exactly. But uh, yeah, I I bet it'd be a pretty crazy experience. Um, they so said all you gotta do is put a blind out on your property, and then that'll be set. Yeah, waiting for that corn beans to grow a little higher. Corn's about knee high right now. Yeah, I got some nitrogen fertilizer today to kind of help it along. Hell, hell yeah. Negotiate that. You got a hold of some, so we're praying for more rain. But it's shooting up. Yeah. Planted late a month ago, but it's for late season anyway. Well, I'll tell you what, it's funny. After doing my food plot out here next year, I want to I wanna go a little bit bigger and I'm going to take time, like, when in the colder months, I'm gonna get like all the dead logs and shit and move them out of the way, and just clear it of the of the the leaves and shit, you know. And then once planting time comes, go in there with a tiller and do like I'm not joking, like a big section in front of my main stand, yeah. And just have it, you know, to where I don't. I mean, all it is right now is foliage. I mean, it's just, it's like honeysuckle. Yeah, and and, yeah. and grow, let it grow. Yeah, and if I, clearly what I've put down right now grows, so if I go out there with some fertilizer or, you know, till it up, let the weeds come up, kill them, yep. and then go in and actually, you know, if I'm going to do it, freaking do it, I just wonder how cool that would be. Um, like I said, I'm getting jacked up over little clover, like <laughs> coming up, you know, about two inches. But uh, it, the turnips got to be are. growing. It, oh, it, they are. They got to be. If that clover's booming like it is, and there's chicory. I mean, the first first year we planted the food plot, four years ago, we had it. Me and Dad we had the idea. Two acres. We got the seven-car stud that you can find a spot anywhere. Yeah. We were wondering how good it would do. We had turnips this long come out of the ground. 
almost a foot. No way. They were huge. They were so big they pushed out of the ground they were sticking up six inches. Radishes, they were softball. How long them turnips take to like grow? I mean, what do you think? Be patient. They'll definitely be there late season, though. You think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. December and January. They're gonna be digging them up. Yeah. Once. <laughs> see, the bad part is about Indiana now. We don't get snow anymore. No. To make it hard in December where they're out digging for food. They had that sixty degree spell. Remember that? Yeah. So when it snows in February, then they're they decimate my food plot. All two acres gone in like two weeks and they're out there digging in the snow i got thousands of photos so basically you think the best chance would be we need snow or yeah, or a cold snap for what you planted late season i mean it'll be ready because what you just planted last week week before two two weeks ago two weeks ago yeah when you were here i planted them yeah. give it a good couple months and that's why October, and that's why I went kind of uh, heavier with that clover because I'm like, if they can chomp that first, buy it time. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I've never experimented with turnips yet. But uh, Well, last year we invested, or I invested in the uh, white gold. It's white gold food plot mix. They say it's the ultimate food plot. Dang. It's got three different things. It's got clover, it's got radishes, purple-headed turnips, and then it's got something else for late season that comes up during the winter time. It went really well. We just couldn't pull them in daylight too much. So this is why we switched to corn beans. And we're hoping that with all the cornfields around it go down, there's still two acres that are still standing. standing and one of those big bucks will make that his home where he stays oh yeah i mean it only makes sense in late season you just yeah. provided a, a a whole new woods for him basically i mean standing food. yeah i mean you can't ask for anything better than that no because the farm was having a rick off in november and i'll be going and for that whole entire county block i've looked around we got the only beans around, yeah. around here. I mean, it's just—I don't understand it. Excited to see how it plays out. Like I guess I—I'm planting it again next year for works out. I'll tell you that. Well, you let me know. Oh, <laughs> you let me know. Be, uh, it was pretty funny. So Bill, he was saying up there in Michigan, they have like. Uh, you know, like tractor supply or whatever? Yeah. Okay, so you can go in there and make your own bag of food pot mix. Really? Yeah, like you can scoop turnips. You can scoop... Well, I don't... I can't remember what... If it was a tractor supply or something, I'm sure he's going to be like, no, <clears throat> no, you retard, it's whatever. But uh, he said, like, you could scoop in the seed you want. So, you, like, you know how most of them get littered with ryegrass or whatever? Yeah. Uh, I mean... I mean, you could just have straight turnips or straight whatever, you know. So I thought that was pretty cool. Are you in the mailbox? I need to put another one out because I have no feed. My, this was crazy. First mineral block, well, for pictures. The first mineral block I've had out for pictures 
because I do it in the off season, but I don't run cams because there's no antlers, so I don't really, whatever. But so, but I put something out there for it. Well, so the first block I put out there, they bumped the camera, so I don't know how fast it devoured <coughs> it. But I went out there two weeks later to make sure the camera was running, yeah. and that block was entirely gone, like gone, no trace, nothing. And so then the net that uh, that week I went back out, uh, or not that week. Sorry, what was it? Two, three weeks ago or something. Um, no, a month ago. I put a bag of corn out, and two weeks later I planted the seed. Didn't check the cameras, but like most of the corn was gone. Then I came back two weeks later. The, all the corn's gone. And there's potholes everywhere. The two weeks. I yeah. put a forty pound bag of corn out, it don't last two days. Yeah, see. But that mineral block gone. Yeah, I, that mineral block that was gone super quick. I don't know about the corn. I don't know what happened. But I let it ride for four days. I go back every four days and on camera for at least a full day, maybe a day and a half. But ain't no corn there. It's gone. Yeah, so I got I gotta get a block out again but now I'm gonna give you a little tip the best mineral that I've noticed that's worked the best for me is that uh, lucky bucket in the bucket really you ever tried it no dude okay so when you open that up is it like peanut butter consistency or like what no it's like dust it's tiny little minerals it's dust yeah, but it smells like apples. And when you dump it, there's a big cloud of dust that comes out of it, and it's just stick on the trees and stuff as it floats away. I've had more bucks hit that than anything else. How much is that? 20 bucks a bucket. But. How much is in the bucket, you think? It's just a five gallon bucket? No, gallon bucket. So not that much? There's enough. There's enough, but not. Yeah. Bucket last me almost a month, but they're hitting it all the time on the camera. Because I've been using it. right on there, you know, broke. I've noticed. I mean, might as well, but uh, I've been trying to use the next level supplements, but I have to link up with a retailer. Um, I know the guys that run that, and it'd be really cool to, to use their stuff. It's just, it's difficult trying to get the shipping and, and exactly. then I, I found them on Facebook four years ago. Right. And I started tinkering around with it a couple of years ago and I'm surprised. They love it. I've been using uh, those mineral box from like Big Time and there's another one, uh, Cruiser, and those are Apple, but then I dumped that Buck Jam on it, which is Apple. And like you said, I mean, you can smell it from a mile away. I oh, mean, yeah. it's just, so I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've had more luck with, with mineral box than I have using like actual feed. Um, there was one property we used to hunt. We actually used sweet goat feed mix and those deer, they would not touch the corn. Like they would not touch 50 pound bags of corn. Yeah. Wouldn't do it. But you put a, but you put out there sweet mix goat feed, it's like five dollars a 
forty pound sack from Tractor Supply, yeah. they would destroy it. I mean, something about that molasses in there with that with that grain, They're like sweet, They're like sugar. Yep. Did you see the guy that poured Milo's sweet tea all over the... Yes, yes, I saw that. <laughs> it's sugar and yes. Domino's sugar everywhere. Tell sugar works. They love sugar. I no. don't doubt it. How much is a bag of that? Like, what, a couple bucks? A sugar? Yeah. yeah. A couple bucks. Yeah, I might just do that. And you don't use the whole bag. You just sprinkle the top like you would ice cream. Yeah. Just a little bit of sprinkle, walk away. On a pile of corn... They'd go a lot faster. <laughs> Coming at you. Well, my luck, I have Mr. Clean over there just eating the entire thing. Probably. I ju- it just blew my mind. Like, I don't remember ever having a buck do that. Like, literally four hours. Not move. Just stand there. No, that's crazy. And photo- photogenic. He was turning his head, shaking his head, you know, giving me a, fo- a photo shoot. Not a care in the world. Nope, didn't care. And that that spot's only like thirty yards from my stand. I've never had deer stay that long in front of the camera. I mean, they pass through every day. My wife's like, "Holy shit, it's the next day!" And I'm like, mm. "Yeah, he was here at ten o'clock. It's two o'clock." That's what I'm saying. I think. Could be his home. You could get lucky this year. I think he's very. I think both of them are very killable. Yeah. As long as we do our part right and. They show up. What's crazy, and I, I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. So like, so like going like when the season actually starts, like October first. I know I hunt like September fifteenth, and I go in there and I'm like, "Where's the doe? Where's the doe? Where's the doe?" You know. But October first, like I don't think I've ever really gone in October first and being like, kill. Like you know what I mean? Like. Uh, I am on a doe. I, I, f- I just feel like, it, uh, well, even even like that, I <clears throat> I don't want to, I mean, I, like I said, I'm being honest. Like, yeah, I, I go, and killing's the goal, but I don't really think I actually sat there and thought, like, okay, we're killing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think those gears actually turn until, like, it starts getting around, like, Halloween time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, yeah. You, you know, it's relaxed. I'm relaxed. It's a lot more relaxed. Yeah. And it's the first day, and it's usually 80 degrees. Yeah. So, like. You're not that jacked. No. Still, you're out in the tree. It's time. Yeah. But, but I think, like, I think instead of, like, you know, that lackadaisical. Like, obviously, you're going to be happier going in and hunting and all that stuff, but, like, I want to go in and being, like, let's do the damn thing. You know what I mean? Like, it could happen. Because oh, just yeah. imagine if something did come up October first, and I got you know my hand on my hang low, and you know it just like it just seems like a different mentality as soon as that you know pre-Halloween hits. Oh, Once, everything changes. I mean, there's that smell in the air. There's the oh, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I I guess just trying to focus in on being more. <laughs> Well, focused from that first sit on, you know, like oh. trying to observe more instead of just being, you know, happy or out there seasons in, like, oh, it's okay, you know, I don't have to go tomorrow because, you know, it's only the second day or it's the 
it's the 10th of October, like it's no big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna just try to do a different mindset about it this year and see how that plays out. Don't wear yourself out too soon. No. Because I could see that happening too. Yeah, first couple of weeks, I may say four or five minutes. Once October 17th gets here, then you're, you're that's screaming. Serious. I've killed three head nighters on October 17th. And I've seen a lot. Was that a working class that said that there's something about that mid-October? Did you hear that? Yes. Where, like, they come back to kind of, like, pre-sample their rut area. I think that's what he said. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that kind of does make sense, doesn't it? I mean, it's only October 17th, but... I mean, that's like pre-rut. They start seeking, you know. Yeah, 2017... My biggest body weighed deer, 200 pounds, in my hunting career, and it's October 17th. He's out there pushing a gun around all over the field. I smell reason to come to me at Ain't even rut time. I think another thing kind of opened my eyes was like, you know how, well, like last year, like, I had people saying, oh, yeah, they're chasing, it's on. You know what I mean? Oh, people do that every year. And, and, and but funny. here it's, like, dead, you know? Yeah. But it happens at the same time, like they were saying, you know? It does. But what do you see? Like, Colton and I, when we were out there on the 26th of October, you could have sworn it was the, I mean, that was the craziest. We should have never got down. And we had to, or we would have been divorced, but... We should have never got down. Because I'm telling you, that would have been... I mean, that was just... That was the craziest. Every time we thought about getting down, here comes some chasing. I'm like, holy shit. It has to do with weather. It has to do with the barometer, pressure. Yeah. When that barometer gets above 30.2, 30.1, it's going to move. It puts it in the mood. I don't know why, but it does. Do you have that uh, DeerCast app? Yeah, I do. What, the wind tracker? Uh, I haven't fiddled with it too much yet, but... Because it, show, it shows your it. smoke. Oh, like, yeah. And then, like, as the day goes on, where it goes and all that stuff. But that, that price is like... It's like 70 bucks or something for the wind tracker, ain't it? It's like 50 or 70. I don't know. I didn't have it last year. We the last two years before, and it was like 20 bucks for the whole deal. Yeah, I, I, I looked at it the other day, and I was like, well, that'd be cool to kind of look at the scent. But then at the same time, I'm like, and that's when I shut the app down. I was like, I have whitetail bedding, and I know from last year off of purposely trying to get blown at that it doesn't, I mean, it just doesn't happen, at least in my no, experience. it doesn't. So. Again, I'm a smoker, and I don't get yeah. picked off. Shoot whatever wind you want. Those are not pigs screaming. Those are my kids in the other room. And sorry if you guys hear the uh, fans in the background. It's super humid today. I got three fans running. We moved locations. We were actually inside uh, a different part of the garage. So we're in a little wind tunnel because it's too hot. <laughs> it feels good in here. Yeah, it's not too bad at all. No. <laughs> you would think it was air conditioned. It's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> I got one fan to the left and two to the right. They're just blowing. 
But I mean, what do you do? You gotta do something because it's like 100 degrees outside. Yeah. Humidity is 90 percent. And then uh, didn't know this, but I th- for some reason I thought squirrel season started at the end of August, and. One of my buddies at work. It's August fifteenth. Yeah, he goes. He goes. It's August fifteenth, dude. I'm like, so, so I told my boy, and he's like, "You mean it's sooner?" And I'm like, "Yeah." So we're gonna uh, go. My wife's boy. He brought it up two nights ago. He's ready. He's ready oh yeah. Go. What's he going with? Twenty two, or is he going with a? Uh, is he? Yeah. Nice. I, I bet he's all <laughs> all oh, scoped. Yeah. Dialed in. He's big into and he's big into squirrels. Well, that's good. He ain't got quite patience yet for deer, but I'm trying to learn him. It'll come. He likes the fast pace. He likes to chase. He don't like to sit late. Well, it's good that he's coon hunting because there's not too many people that do that anymore. No. And is. that's what's killing the turkey population. So, His I think. His he calls Pat. Yeah, he's, he's been a champion coon hunter before. Got the dogs, the whole nine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, he might he might go down that road, and that might be what it is. But I don't know. There's something about deer hunting. I know. Like every, everybody's over here, like, oh yeah, I want to go shoot an elk, and I want to go, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, one, I'm in no shape for that. Yeah. Maybe a rifle, but oh, even I then, uh, I was going to do a bow. But I would, I guess, right now mentally where I'm at. I'd rather go like in the heartland somewhere, like like Kansas or like mm-hmm. Oklahoma or like a South Texas, like some some kind of whitetail hunt somewhere else. Ohio. You know what I mean? Or Ohio. Ohio has been a sleeper state for four or five years, and they're producing. I'm trying to think of what uh, what county that is in here. I was looking <laughs> at the public land parks that you can hunt on here in Indiana. And uh, I was like, you know how much fun it would be <laughs> to just go down there for a weekend? Right here, number 10. Yeah. Number 10. Almost Kentucky. Number 10. Right Mount there. Vernon, Indiana. Hovey Lake. Right down there. Or 17. Oh, 17 is Splinter Ridge. Hmm. But uh, I still think... And I don't know if, if Kyle or how we would even coordinate this, but I think it would be cool if we just like, I don't even know when you would do it. I wouldn't do it during gun season, but you went up to let's say Mongo, mm-hmm. or isn't there one out by you guys, the public land? Close or no? Mm-hmm. Not really. Tri Lake or the Tri County. Oh, that's Webster. Yeah. That's Webster. Yeah. And I think it'd be cool if we just like went before it got stupid cold and just went up and like tried to hunt one day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just go in there with like climbers or whatever. Oh, I've been back in there. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's pressured like crazy. Is it bad? Everywhere. Is there? Oh yeah. Plus they had they got hit kind of hard. Three or four years ago, with that disease they were talking Chronic about. waste, yeah. PhD, or blue tongue, whatever. Yeah, they lost the field, man. but I guess it's building back up. I mean, I'd be down to try it. 
just during bow one time. I wouldn't go by myself, I don't think, unless it was my last resort. <laughs> no, I like I like that. I like having to myself, setting it out. Hard to come by this day and age, but just get on get a hold of it. You gotta hold on to it. We got quite a bit of pressure where I'm at right now. But but uh everything seems to work out. I mean everybody kills, you know. Well, I think the I think the woods itself is like big enough. I think it would be no different than me like public land hunting on a small parcel. You know what I mean? I mean everybody's so far away from each other though. Uh, I mean, we have our own section, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just can you can you wait them out? You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> can you wait the deer out? But uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that'd be kind of cool, but. Then it's also like that's another sit away from your place, unless you went on like well. But see, there's a, there's a catch twenty two on that. I was gonna say maybe you go on like a hot dog water day, you know, where like the winds are not good anywhere. But then again, with the white tail bank, but like mm-hmm. it's just not. Don't put pressure on your spot. Hey, let's go hit this one day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can go in there with confidence. You don't have to worry about the wind. That's the great thing about this stuff. Well, it also makes me wonder, what if we went in there, like, midday, when all the other hunters have left at 9, 10 o'clock? Everybody says midday rut is where to be. I, I'm going to do it this year. Yeah. The, the time off that I have this year, I'm... There's some guys say, don't even bother going in until 9 o'clock or after. Stay till 3 or 4 and go home. Yep. That's the best hours of the whole entire time. Because, yeah, it makes sense because everybody's at home, the deer are going to move. That's what makes us safe. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Same with hunting in the middle of the week. Yeah. Weekends is crowded. Everybody's off work, everybody's in <laughs> I keep hearing these guys going, uh, they're like, yeah, I've had history with this deer or whatever, and I see him, but he's also hunting me. For three years, yeah. <laughs> he lets me know, "Hey, I'm here too, motherfucker." You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm on to you. But yeah. uh, it's it's hard to get a lot of acres to yourself. Cash is king. Yeah, and it used to be just word of mouth without cash anymore. Just keep changing. And then a little depressing news. The piece of private that I got permission to hunt on, uh, I was not informed. Oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, I was not informed that half of the property is not his. So, uh, that kind of puts a damper on things. And I wouldn't say not worth my time, but I'm kind of saying not worth my time. Um... Obviously, everybody knows what fuel costs nowadays, and that small of acreage. Um, like I said, I'm fortunate enough to hunt two private pieces of land with uh, the family that I have. So I think I'll just stick to my guns on that. I got enough going on between reduction zone and uh, my house, and then. Also this year, you know, I got the hunt up in Michigan with uh, Bill and Colton. 
<clears throat> so that's gonna take up the second week of gun season but it'd be the first week of gun season for Michigan got a lot going on also between you know family uh, like I said Bo he's itching to get out there for squirrel season got dove season right around the corner uh, going up to Mongo with Ryan and then we're gonna hit private land with Ryan and then we'll be in the full swing of thing of deer so and it don't end there we got rabbit and geese so um, pretty exciting time Matt just went to go take a leak but I was fortunate enough to find if you guys are here in Indiana check your local sporting goods uh, they have the new Indiana hunting and trapping guide for 2022-2023 and thank God because I was wondering when they were going to release all this stuff um, I read over some of the rules has anything changed the only thing that has changed well not changed but they are not doing a special antlerless season uh, which means you can reuse a rifle that week in December to get another doe um, which is weird because almost every county has two bonus deer so they're allowing the bonus deer but they're not letting you do the bonus special antlerless program which kind of blows because with a rifle Kind of makes that dough a little bit easier. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, Finding out last year being new to the rifle scene. The other thing that changed was prices. Prices increased. Along um, with everything else. Yep, everything else. Yes. That's a whole nother segment. Um, <laughs> but, I will say, prices increased, but it's still cheaper than going to the grocery store. And buying oh yeah. Cut out of the town versus you know, buy the bundle for what ninety five dollars now instead of sixty five. Yep. So you split that up, it's like what thirty two dollars. Well, I think I said the other day I spent twenty bucks on four pounds of ground beef. How much? Twenty bucks. Wow. Four pounds. Yeah. Um, you can make seventy five pounds of. Deer burger off one buck. That's pushing 200 pounds field dress. $25 for sausage. You put 20% sausage in it. So all together because it gets so lean. It's still your. Ahead of the game. The price of the tag, $32. I wonder if the deer prices. $50. Well, then you got a wrap in the paper, however you do it, to freeze it. But if you do it yourself, yeah, which we do, mm-hmm. in a freezer, I mean, less than a hundred dollars, you got seventy-five pounds worth of just burger. Oh yeah. Yes, it's deer burger. It's burger. Yep. Seventy-five pounds for less than a hundred dollars. Colton's dad hooked me up with a new deep freezer. So I got the stand up there, and I got that deep freezer right there. I'm, I'm telling you, that lid ain't gonna be able to close. <laughs> not, not much is getting past this year. We live off of it. I have my entire life. I mean, ain't nothing beats it. Yep. It's the cheapest way to go. Yeah, you got your guns, you got your bow, you got your toys, hunting clothes. 
but you kill it all over the years. Oh yeah. Switching it out. But when it comes down to it, you kill that deer, the actual price in killing the deer, less than a hundred dollars for you know. and that's just for that's yeah. including the back straps that come out of it, uh, stakes. Well you gotta think every time you kill a deer that tag price actually decrease you know what i mean because then you're paying less per tag punch yes you know what i mean mm-hmm. i told i told colton this year i was like dude because i i know he wants he wants a buck good and i'm sure he's probably going to take a doe too but i was like the does that come by are in trouble yes they are they are in some serious trouble this year so <laughs> just be ready because <laughs> oh, yeah. it's, di- it's dying i love deer meat. <laughs> And Back straps, that's a delicacy. You cannot go to a restaurant and get that. Nope. Nor a store. And and I got you know, my two boys are getting older, they're eating more. That's why we're out now. Usually it lasts me till about time reduction starts and we're getting low. I got just enough. So I that first one that comes in is in trouble. Oh yeah. <laughs> Big trouble. I gotta mm-hmm. Gotta make my ends meet on the on the backside off of all this crazy stuff in this world that's going on. So um, now with it being September, that one's probably gonna get dropped off at the butcher just because of how hot it is. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I'd be having to move quick. Yeah, you don't have a stand-up freezer mm-hmm. or freezer, do you? I have a stand-up freezer. I mean, like open. Oh no. Where you put a whole no. In. I mean, I could quarter it. Yeah, that's what we do. You quarter it and then put it in the freezer? Oh, yeah. So you get it home and get it dressed. You're skinning it, quartering it, throwing it in the freezer or fridge. And it won't burn? No freezer? No, in the fridge it won't. Put it in the fridge. Gotcha. You got like two days, you know, rest or whatever. From either hunting or being more out, and then you can pull it out, pull as can be. How, the how's the mess on the... On the uh, blood and stuff from it being in the fridge not too bad not we too clean bad. them every year we hose them down so you just take all the day. racks out and shit or are you just no it's big enough we have racks in there just lay them on the racks in the fridge yep so then you don't have to do that processing fee no cause that dough I shot last September dude like I showed up there to the butcher and there was like flies coming. Yeah, no. We never get to that point. If it's too hot. I mean, it was hot. We take care of it the night we kill it. It's cooler than in the fridge before we go to bed. It just has to be done. Yeah. Then you got a couple days to figure out when you're going to butcher it and wrap it and put it away. So yeah, there's that option. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, last I mean, year it was hot, dude. Like, it was 60 in the morning. Like, it's that size. That's our fridge. No fridge. shit. Our, yeah. Damn. Yeah, this big. That is our freezer and cooler side by side. They're stainless steel. Dad invested in those. We all did. Good Lord. 25 years ago? Yeah. It's the only way to go for your hunter. It just, yeah, it's a big purchase at once. But after that. Oh, it pays for itself. Oh, yeah. Because that's what I said, dropping mine off, and I told him to grind it all. And then uh, 
I got some summer sausage or whatever because I was like, if it's getting processed, I'm gonna, you know, get it. Because uh, I don't have the stuff to make it here. And I think it was like 110. It's even then, I still, I, I had. I still got like 45 pounds of summer sausage. Seriously? Yeah, it's in the freezer. <laughs> the boatload. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, second chance I smacked with the avalanche last year. Oh, yeah. On the ending the gun season. Yeah. Turned him into summer sausage, so that's the backdrops. So that's awesome. Eat some. Let me know. I like uh, to brown it up on the skillet. Yeah. So good. Jalapeno cheese. Yeah, that's the game plan. I we keep saying the itch, and every day that goes by, I just keep thinking about it harder and harder. And I need to shoot my bow more than what I'm doing. But those mosquitoes are tearing me up. I'm about to get a bag and bring it inside and just shoot ten yards. I mean, I could do it. You know, what I mean, I could put it there. It is just repetition, and that's what they say. As a matter of ten yards, hundred yards. Your arms, your body, everything, repetition, muscle memory. You're still got to do it. Working that form, working it out. Yeah. I'm excited. You got very excited. We got we got we got a huge announcement tonight from Rackaholic. What's that? Fresh scent being bottled tomorrow. We are getting stock. We are ready. You guys better get on it because I already had Sales some buddies. Yep. Yep. I already had some buddies. Uh, Matt dropped off their order. They got two bottles of that whitetail bedding scent and a gel of the buck and rut. Um, Brandon and Evan think, or not, Brandon and Eric. Uh, his name is Brandon Evans. <laughs> but no, Brandon and Eric, thank you guys uh, for the order and helping those Ragaholic guys out. You guys yeah, are going to love you. their stuff. Uh, that whitetail bedding, that's what, like 15? Yes. Okay, so a bottle of whitetail bedding is 15, and then the gels. The gels rehydrating beads? Yeah. They're also 15, and the 4-ounce bottles are 25. Okay. That would be your 4-ounce bottles of dopey bucket rut bleach gray. Copy that. So yeah, you guys are, are all set up for this season. Uh, depending on how liberally you use that whitetail bedding scent, um, it could mean, last you all year. But It could. Depends how much you're running, depends on what you're doing. Yep. I'm spraying down every time I go in the woods now because it's hot or sweaty, getting off work. I just douse myself, mist everywhere. Seems to be working because I'm still getting big deer on the camera. Yeah, no joke with those guys hitting it, you know, on the first. It's the fifth now. Yeah, even even the mineral feed piles when I'm in there. <clears throat> down and getting out. I've looked on my camera before, no more than the quickest so far since I've dumped and left in an hour. Even deer on in an hour. So they're not smelling anything they don't like. Right. They're feeling very comfortable. So yeah, you guys need to check out their page, Ragaholic Outdoors. Get a hold of Kyle Miller. Get a hold of Matt Dawsman. Get a hold of myself if you need to, and I can point you guys in the right direction. Um, I'd like to someday 
be able to get some on hand to help out these guys that are on my edge of the world. You know what I mean? But oh, yeah. but it all it all takes uh well this is blue collar, so you know you're a perfect testimony to alcoholic. Yep. You've said it for what? Over a year now? Yeah. It changed the way you hunt. Yep, I wanted to try something new going into last season. I was tired of buying the same old, same old, and uh, like I said, I knew you from from working with you at the highway, and I was like, you know what, these guys are local, we're going to give it a shot, and I told them straight up, told them straight up, I was like, if it stinks, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, and uh, Colton and I, we, we literally put it to the test, we sat non-favorable winds, we pushed the limits, we killed deer, never got blown at they had no idea what was going on i mean it just the confidence you have walking in the woods and you know when it's dark 30 in the morning smelling like a deer during the game and all i can say is have that bow ready because they're coming yeah and one quick little story about that walking in the dark walking in with rackaholic on you my cousin kevin can testify to this it's scary He'd walked through a stand last year, one morning. He heard movement, and it was very close. And then he heard it getting closer to him. He had to break out the flashlight, shine this deer in the eyes to get him to leave. That's wild. Kid you not. You talking about that reminded me of it. Yeah, he sat there and told me the whole story. He said he's freaked out. He couldn't wait to get in the stand. Oh, yeah. He thought... He doesn't get raped. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, what do you expect, you know? It was a buck. Oh, yeah. He don't know how big, but from what he shined. Oh, boy's got daggers on him anyway. Yeah, he could see. Yeah. Well, and that's what's crazy, too. Like, <clears throat> I even noticed, like, you know, you walk to the stand, you're trying to be quiet going in, and you flick the beads down in. That's what I, I would flick the beads down in before I get in the stand. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like. I need to I need to slow myself down because you'll find out when you use this stuff. Uh, you put the beads down. By the time you get in your stand and start climbing up the stand, they're coming. Like they're, they're yeah. like I was. I I mean you can't even and put an arrow in you know in the dark like it's just they're there. But my cousin my cousin's case, I did forget at the beginning that he was getting around the truck before he walked in. He grabbed his bottle, the cap was loose, and some leaked down his pants. So that's the reason why. <laughs> he walked in smelling like a dude heat. That ain't good. Yeah. So, needless <laughs> to say, he about got mounted. He's, he's really not going to try that again. <laughs> I mean, he's what do you do? But it, it's, it's a it's cool experience. Uh, like I said, it just kind of makes you think that you have a little bit better odds out there. Um, you're supporting your state. Mm-hmm. It's made right here in Indiana. It comes from Indiana Deer Farm. It is legit. And it will last. Keep it, it in the fridge. It not synthetic, fine. nothing. So, all I can say is you guys give it a whirl. I know you'll be happy with the results. Have your bow ready. Because it... And be prepared to sit in your stand an hour after dark. I found that out too. So that happens quite often. Yeah. yeah. They get too comfortable. Yeah, and they won't leave. Yep. That's happened. So don't. If if you're one of those guys, it's like. Oh yeah, there's like 
you know, there's like a minute left or whatever. I'm still not going to shoot anything. I'm going to start getting down. Don't do it. Because mm-hmm. you're going to blow out your spot. You might as well plan on sitting five, ten minutes late into that sit and then get down. Okay. Make sure the coast is clear because I was even taking my little flashlight out here and, like, shining around looking for eyeballs because, I, I mean, I can hear them at night, you know, and I'd be like, all right, now I can get down and back out. So the key is make sure they're not there. <laughs> that is correct. That is correct. Sometimes it's too hard to do, but that's how it goes. All I gotta say is if old Mr. Clean comes in at last light and sits there for four hours, <laughs> well, that ain't gonna fly. Better take a pillow with you. Yeah. yeah. Um, staying the night out here, I guess. Uh, she's not gonna like it too well. No. But, yeah, all joking aside, this stuff is it's legit. It's changed where I hunt. It's my fourth year with it. And it hasn't changed. It's the same stuff produced every year, and it has the same results every year. You want to up your game? Give it a try. Put an order in. See what it does for you, because I've seen more deer and not been winded more than the last four years than I have. This be my 36th year hunting. Yep. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Well, and, and going back to it again, you know, like when I made the switch, you're gonna buy the bottle of whatever is out there, and it's gonna be done in three sits or less. Why not take a chance on something that could possibly last you majority, if not all of the season, depending on how you use it? It doesn't take very much, and it don't take much, especially with the mock scrapes, like you said, thumbnail yeah. size. Uh, because it's real. It is 100% real. There's no additives. There's Nothing's not diluted. Nothing like the bottle shot. Nope. So if you're not doing it, I don't know what you're sleeping on, but it's worth it. All right, that's all I got. We, you got anything else before you want to close it here? Shoot the bow. Shoot the bow. We gotta shoot the bows. Yep. I mean, it's time. Yep. It's coming. We're we're less than two months away from opening day, October first. Yours. I think I'm like under 40 days. Yeah. Give the reduction. Yep. I'm almost 30 days out once the 15th hits. Yeah. You're getting close. So. I still got a couple, well, just less than two months of running and gunning and seeing what shows up in the next month and a half. Trying to make a plan to get the job done on one of these bad boys. Same year I'm falling for three years it'll be epic I hope so you'll get it done if one of them go down it's gonna be an awesome year yep and it's all due to alcoholic success yeah you just gotta show up plug and play oh yeah most definitely most definitely alright guys well you know where we stand and deer don't care about your feelings. We'll see you next time. No, they don't. Uh, yeah, I got. Let's see, we got uh, next week. We'll do it again, and then the following Friday, I'll probably do one on the road with Bill as we make our five-hour trip to Iowa. 
So that's gonna be a fun time. Yes, it will. Hoping you can make it. We'll see. We're gonna see what happens. Yep. All right, guys, take it easy. <laughs>